Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Were you a typical teenager or a late bloomer? <laughs> late bloomer. In what way? <laughs> Good question. They talked to 200,000 people. They all took an online poll. They asked them, they asked these people about different milestones a lot of us hit in our teenage years. So if you look at the six big early life moments and when they happen, oh boy, like your first kiss, the top answer was between 14 and 17 years old. So that means like a kiss kiss, like, you know, right. tongue and all that business. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, first kiss, if you go back the first time, you know, well, that kiss was a boy. That was, that was in the first grade with right. Jennifer Bird. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really think that counts. Your first open mouth kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So throughout like all of elementary school and most of junior high, Melinda Gordon, for, for whatever reason, Gordon, Gorman, Melinda Gorman hated me. I don't know why. I didn't have a problem with her. She just... Couldn't she hated st- you because she liked you. She just Jeff, looked at me with know. contempt, and then, like all of a sudden, in the eighth grade, we were making out. I don't even know how that happened, but it was awesome. That's it how was. It yeah, you just go in. Uh, let's see. Your first job again. Fourteen to seventeen was the number one answer on the board for me. It was sixteen. Same. Sixteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first cell phone. A lot of millennials must have taken the poll because the top answer was between 10 and 13 years old. How old yeah. were you guys? I think I was 28 or something. something like whenever they came out. Maybe 20. I I was 21 and I still have the same number after all these cool. years. Wow. If I hadn't same moved. Exact. Yeah, but see, like I was getting them back when if you moved, you had to change phone yeah, numbers you or you had to change carriers and you didn't have a choice. Now it doesn't matter, but. Yeah, like I think my first cell phone was those. Um, it was like those bricks. <laughs> it was this huge honking thing. It was a Nokia. Yeah. Oh, like Zach I mean, Morris came... used to have. Not that big, but, oh. but close. That's what the radio station had. Yeah, yeah those big uh, things. But they came to the. Ra- I can remember the guy came to the radio station and right. like set it all up for me. And yeah, yeah, we all had the same phone. And then. The Motorola StarTech came out, and it was the greatest phone of all time. It was like, if you got that extended battery on it, then you were really the bomb. The big sucker on the back there, the clip on your belt. I miss miss (laughs) the sound of the click and the clack when you just hang up. Well, they're still in movies. Yeah. I always feel like Jeff has always the best best phone that there is out. Because I remember when I started working here, like, you always had, like, the latest, toppest... Not anymore. I've fallen way behind. What are you on now? I still have an iPhone 7 Plus. (gasps) Me too. Me too. We're about due, aren't we? Well, I'll tell you what. And I'm like, this is how the Apple conspiracy is getting to me. Because I, when I bought the 7 Plus, I was like, I'm getting the 168 gig or whatever it is. Right. Because they are not going to own my whatever plan. But now, because I don't know how long I've had this forever, like the button on the side is starting to wear down. Oh, is it? And mm. I'm like, they're doing it to me. You know, they should have made a stronger button or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how long I've had this. It's been a while. I've had mine over two yeah. years. I think so, too. Two years. And you know what? I've Sounds dropped like, I think- this thing so many times, and I've been so lucky, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is this? This I'll tell you what. This sucker works. It's not big. I don't even know what this is. It's just is like it a water box. No, it's just a plastic sheath. 
and I want to say it's called. <laughs> There's a word. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Jeff's over uh, there with his sheath. Hmm, I, know. I, I think this is made of lambskin. I don't know. Oh, no, I, I don't know. It is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, Man this is. Yeah, no, it's it's made by Tech Twenty One. Oh. And all it does is it just kind of wraps around the edges. Yeah. Does it have anything on the front? No. Oh, nice. That's where you put your sticky thing. Yeah, but like if it falls on the corner, it absorbs the shock. shock. Yeah, I have like a skinny otter box, yeah. like the skinny kind of that. So mine is basically the same shape. It's just I don't softer. have a sheath on the front of mine. <laughs> so it bounces. You can put one on there. But... Well, I don't want one. Yeah. I heard well, that makeup gets under there, and I'm like, not that I wear a lot of makeup, but still. Uh, what else? Okay, the first time you drove a car, the number one answer on the board was <laughs> before 16. 12. Yeah. I was taking the car by myself and driving around at... Tw- Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery House and Heart. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 12. Oh, not me. <laughs> yeah. But well, I got my permit when I was 15 and a half, I You think. lived in a city and she lived in the country. Yeah. I think you drive when you're like old enough to touch the pedal if and the wheel, right? If you can reach right? the pedal, then you're good to go. All right. <laughs> you don't need to see. <laughs> no, you can sit on something. Uh, your first time flying on a plane. I was in the second grade. I was 16. I was 16 as well. On a plane. I don't remember how old I was, but oh, maybe it 14. was Eastern Airlines, which doesn't exist um, anymore. Me too. So it's probably in the 80s. Somewhere. Uh, almost everyone was a kid the first time they flew. And then the first time you got drunk, number one answer on the board was... Before 18. <laughs> yeah, I went so to two parties in high school. And the town is so small. I didn't get caught that night. I got caught the next day because people started talking and it got back to my mom and my dad that I had been at uh, Ralph Boffman's house and I was drinking. Oh. Yeah. And now look at you. Look at me now. New survey dug deep into whether people who wear glasses take them off before sex. I just assumed everyone did. Yeah, I don't understand. I have never left them on. Well, now, Jeff, if I were to guess, I remember back in the day when Ashley Banfield was like the woman of your dreams. <laughs> right. And you loved her in those sexy glasses. Her glasses were so sexy. Right. I would guess that if you were to hook Still up with are, Ashley Banfield, that you would want her to keep the glasses on. Wait, wait, what are you doing? Keep them on. Yeah. Don't take those off. Right. 61% of people pretty much always take their glasses off. And 10% always leave them on. I don't know how you do that. I feel like they're an, an obstacle. They would get in the way. Yeah. Somebody would get injured or they'd get broken. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't want to get, it's only 730, so I don't want to get into it, but right. it feels like they would be in the way for sure. I guess it just depends on uh, how good your eyesight is. 
<laughs> and if you need to see. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's better not to. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to remember any part of this. There's a new report out from Energy Star, which is the EPA program that promotes energy efficiency. And it has new recommendations for where you should be setting your thermostat. Now, I think that out of all of us, Tim is the most economically driven when it comes to the thermostat. 78 degrees is the recommended temperature when no you're home. way. When you're home. I would be miserable in 78 degree heat in my own you house. You adapt to it, though. When I lived, the only reason... Oh, our, you sound like my grandmother. I'm you adapt serious. to it. My boyfriend has our thermostat on 74, but when I lived by myself, I always had it between 75 and 78. Always. Mine's at 68. You sound like my grandmother. Just yeah. walk slow. You'll adapt to it. <laughs> Yeah, I was walking around the house. I was doing stuff. So it wasn't like I was just sitting around, but I was really getting hot. I'm like, why is it hot? I have the AC on. I looked at it. I had it set at 71, which is usually enough for me Mm -hmm. on that particular floor. But because it was so unusually hot yesterday, or at least it felt like it. 71? I went outside just to roll the trash out. I felt like I walked into an oven. Yeah. Anytime I've had. And this was at 830 at night, by the way. Someone come out to work on it. They say it should be 10 degrees less than whatever it is outside. So if it's 90 outside, it should be 80 inside. If it's 95, it should be 85. I've heard that too. Um, Mine is set at, well, when we're sitting there watching TV or trying to go to bed, 72 maybe. But when I'm the middle of the day when no one's there or if it's just me sitting in my underwear under the ceiling fan, uh, I I have it at like 75. But I remember, too, like you were one of those like holdouts on even turning the air on. Yeah. See, that I don't know if I can do. Like, I have to have some kind of cool air coming in. Look at the ceiling fan. Get the windows open. Ugh. No? Can't stand it. I don't think so. Yeah, they say you should leave it at 78 degrees when you're home. 85 when you're not home. I can't imagine. 85? Yes. Wow. 82 at night. Again, these are the uh, EPA Energy Star recommendations on where you should be setting your thermostat. I guess a reporter from the CBS station in Tampa tweeted out that report yesterday morning and people immediately just started losing it. The thermostat is a sacred covenant. I can't believe we're even talking about this. This is madness. As one person said, quote, I see we've decided to give up on sleeping. Or having pets that aren't native to the rainforest. <laughs> well, you know, it's a horrible report for those couples who live together and are constantly fighting over the temperature. The one who wants to save money and the one that wants to be comfortable. And so for this to come out, you know that it's just stirring up all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. See, Gary, I told yeah. you. <laughs> I told you. It's going to be one of those kind of things. Have you, got, have you got the letter from Duke that shows where you yeah, are? Yes. I never open it. <laughs> it just I irritates I me. I know, because yes. I'm, I always, well, you know, I'm winning. That's Let's just say that. <laughs> Compared to the other houses in my neighborhood, mine just I says definitely. you're cheap. That's where it's like here's the average, here's the low, and then just, mine just says you're Dude, cheap. This starts mm. a, I have to take that letter and hide it from Scott because he will be like, "Why aren't we more efficient?" And I'm like, 
Because you have the house at 74. It starts like a little tiff at our house. Yeah, huh? that, that letter doesn't help relationships or marriages. It doesn't at all. No. It's like your house is at 73 and the neighborhood is at 40. And you're like, how is that even possible? Yeah. yeah. Those numbers are exaggerated or under, by the way. Because mm. I think we're in the one somethings. <laughs> I throw it away. By the way, how much money were you giving Jacob when he would lose a tooth? Well, the tooth fairy... Um, you know, I mean, the tooth fairy, really the tooth fairy. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. He didn't really get that whole thing so much, but I, I think the tooth fairy, he got more for the front teeth than he did anything else. Really? Yeah. Is it visible? Well, those are the big money ones. The ones you lose first. I think the Tooth Fairy pays the most for Tooth Fairy doesn't care so much when she gets to the back ones. Oh. But yeah, for the big ones in the front. Yeah, I, my friend, the Tooth Fairy, for the first tooth, her, she told me her daughter got from, I think it was $20 from the Tooth Fairy for the very 20 first bucks? tooth. Yeah, I thought that was a bit in, wow. excessive. I said her teeth must be well, very nice. You know, well, you know, inflation. there's more than one tooth fairy. It depends on what neighborhood you live in. Yeah. There are, you know, high roller tooth fairies, and then there are like the one that give you the 50 cent piece. Low income neighborhood pennies. tooth you fairies. You get pennies. You just don't know. <laughs> there's a poll each year that tracks how much the tooth fairy pays out. And earlier this year, it found the current average is $3.70 per tooth, down 43 cents from last year, which is inexcusable in this economy. Really, that's true. What's she doing? What's the tooth? She's hoarding all her cash, investing. Yeah, how much spare cash the tooth fairy has on hand has a lot to do with it. It's the top thing that affects how much kids get per tooth. Evidently, the tooth fairy's not carrying as much cash these days. Everybody's, you know, all the tooth fairies got debit cards now. Yeah. Yeah, the tooth fairy's going to Venmo you a, a five spot. I'd get a 50 cent piece or the tooth fairy might leave me uh, like a dollar coin. Yeah, we always so receive silver dollar. something eccentric from the tooth fairy as well, like a 50 cent piece or a silver dollar or the Susan B. Anthony mm-hmm. dollar. Those were always two dollar bills. Mm-hmm. How much the child's parents got from the tooth fairy when they were kids can sometimes play into it. How well behaved they've been. Because, you know, the tooth fairy is watching. Just like Santa. Yeah. And how many total teeth they've lost. Evidently, like Fritz was saying, she tends to pay more for a first lost tooth than, say, the third or fourth one. I don't know. You're setting a precedent. You're setting a tone. Yeah, it's I don't even know start if I paying out $20. They're going to expect that every time they lose a tooth. Like Jacob would just come up with a tooth missing and no tooth anywhere to be found. So I don't know what he did with them. Yeah, he swallowed them. If you don't have the tooth, then you don't get any money. That's you need the, the tooth. I remember when my nephew Zach lost his first tooth because the next one was like not far behind that, the first, the, the top two teeth, and he couldn't understand it. He's also special needs, and he, he would go, why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> I just keep losing my teeth. Why is this happening? And my sister, like, struggled to get him to understand, like, it's a normal there's thing. another tooth in there, honey. It's going to come down. <laughs> yeah, speaking of parenting, good news for parents, especially new parents. Uh, a new study found that having kids will make you happier. If you're having a hard time, if you're struggling as, as a new parent, hang in there. 
you will be happier. It'll take like three decades, but you eventually you'll be happier. According to a new study, people who have children are happier than people who don't. But eventually, the happiness only really kicks in once the kids grow up and move out. Isn't that wrong? <laughs> the researchers say people whose adult children move out like having that social support and their kids around to take care of them, but they like getting that without the stress of having those kids living under their roof. The study also found that having your adult children living with you actually has a negative effect on your well-being. Hmm. A negative effect on your well-being. Isn't that interesting? It is. Yeah. Also this morning... This feels like it was a one in a million shot. Guy was driving on the interstate in Johnson County, Central Indiana on Sunday, threw his baby's dirty diaper out of his car window, and the diaper hit a cop car. That's what you get for littering. So I, this is a disposable diaper. Are they biodegradable diapers? I don't think so. Because there's some plastic with these, there's aren't there? Isn't there? There's, there's gel and there's all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. I don't think they're, but no. Anyway, the cop immediately pulled the guy over and saw a baby in the back seat. The man would not admit that he threw the diaper out of the window, though. He said the wind had blown it out. No. I'm not sure how that works, but the cop did give give the guy a ticket for littering. What is the fine for littering? I was in my home state of Massachusetts, and they had signs along the highway, those blue signs. It's a lot. Morning motorist. It was like, was $8,000. Wow. That's good. When we were traveling through Jamaica, we were taking the trip from, um, like, Negril to Montego Bay to go back to the airport, which I think is like an hour and a half, and there was a little bit of traffic, and the guy in front of us just rolled his window down and threw his water bottle out, and I'm like... How? Why? You learn it from your parents. Yeah, Uh, and I guess he was... That's a taught thing. Yes, but I'm like, how is that even... Like, just keep it in your car until you go to the gas station and then just put it in the the can. So, part of my ritual when I come home is I go out, I have a litter getter that I got at Home Depot. Mm Mm-hmm. A litter getter? Yeah. What is... A litter getter. It's, it's just this long stick thing that's got a handle, and you squeeze it, and it picks things up off the ground, and you use it to fill up, fill up a trash bag. Okay. And part of my ritual is every day, I go outside, I walk around the property, including some of the properties next to me, because we're sort of a row of townhouses, and there is trash blowing down the street all the time, and I see motorists tossing trash out, fast food bags, all the time. So within a given week, and I have one of those large... Um, you know, dark green trash Empty. bags. Mm-hmm. And like it's a lawn bag? A lawn bag, yeah. Yeah. And it is filled by the end of the You're week. You're kidding me. Nope. Oh, God. If you yeah. stay in this house, it'll only be a few more years, and you'll just be sitting out there waving your finger at anybody that's throwing things out of their car. It's just part of it. I hate it's that. It's just part though. of the experience of living there on a main <sighs> street like that in an intersection. And a lot of traffic, you know. Just gotten used to it. It is unacceptable. It's just disappointing. Like, who does that? Yeah. By the way, car insurance. Car insurance is making the news. It kind of varies depending on where you live. 
or how old you are, or how much coverage you want, what kind of car you're driving. But, you know, the cheapest type of car to insure is a minivan. Anybody still driving? No, none of us have minivans. I'll right? tell you, I fought it and fought it and fought it. And I finally caved. And it was great. And I was also very glad for it to go. Oh, yeah. When it was time for the it minivan? to go. Yeah. I have a Honda Pilot. It's kind of minivan-ish. It, you know... It's, it's an SUV, it's got, isn't it? But it's got six seats in it. Like it has the back row, so you can fold that down. It yeah. just doesn't have the sliding doors. Mm-hmm. I think is the only real difference. I'll tell you what, my mother got that Toyota Sienna. That's a great minivan. It really is. I'm, I love the way it handled. I drove that thing with her from Florida to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and I knew it was a great car when she bought it because I was there when she bought it, but. That handled beautifully. My parents have been driving Siennas for probably at least 15 years. Mm. I would say. Yeah, they get a new one every couple of years. They love it. It's easy to find yourself going like 90, 95 miles an hour on an interstate and not really? realizing you're going that fast. Wow. It's smooth. Yeah. So they have it. Why? Because of the dogs, it's just easier. to Dogs, and it's easy for them to, you know, carry things in, haul things in, to get in and out of, to go with their friends to ball games, and right. you know, two other couples can go with them. Is that places. one of the kinds that has like the automatic doors? Oh, yeah. You just oh, hit the yeah. button and they're oh, like, yeah. beep. Yep. That's pretty That's awesome. cool. It is. And that automatic trunk is kind of neat, yep. too. Yeah, they've got the lowest insurance premiums at an average of $154 a month nationally. That's for an average plan, not bare bones. And it's based on a single driver in their mid-30s with a five-year-old car and no accidents. And then crossovers are the second cheapest type of car to insure, followed by SUVs, then trucks, then sedans, and sport cars, sports cars. Obviously, the model and year also matter. They found that Nissan's, Hondas, and Toyotas are the cheapest to insure overall. And Lexus is the most expensive. But Subaru... I why that is. Uh, maybe it's just the... I don't know why that is. It's a Toyota product. I know. And, and Toyota's it's pretty darn safe. Yeah. But Subaru has the cheapest car to insure. The average payment for a 2014 Subaru Forester Does it make a difference? Is $148 a month. Like if your car, so if you have a Lexus and it's expensive to get, like to, is it expensive to fix it and that's why it would be more expensive to insure? Like if something happened, you got an accident, would it cost a lot of money? Maybe. To fix it? I guess. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.